I think the phrase that I would like to say would best describe what we're experiencing right now and have experienced at other times in our lives is there is no comfort in the growth zone and there, and there is no growth in the comfort zone. And anytime that we agree to step outside ourselves and do something uncomfortable, in particular, something that is good, something that is making an impact in the world, there will be adversity that happens. We are back. Excited to record a very, I would say, vulnerable episode for us. Yes, we we will. We are going to try this out. And so welcome to this experience. <laughs> I want to congratulate Andrea for agreeing to do this podcast because she is not the one that likes to talk about stuff like this very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to include that in there? No, we can. We just did. So let's move on. <laughs> well, thank you for being vulnerable. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, since I've already created some controversy, why don't you go ahead and kick off what our topic is? All right. Well, we were just going to talk about how with the the whole, really with all of the work of Rod's Heroes, plus trying to work through our own adoption right now, there just seems to be adversity that creeps in, just like nonstop, actually. And so we just kind of, you know, personally, we have to address that, right? Because the the adversity, I would say, are the things that just like, just the little things that like start to get under your skin that become annoyances that then become, you know, bigger problems than they really are. And so being able to be aware of that and just aware of the fact that, there is going to be adversity so that we can like spot it and recognize it for what it is, is very helpful. Yeah. So I think the phrase that I would like to say would best describe what we're experiencing right now and have experienced at other times in our lives is there is no comfort in the growth zone and there, and there is no growth in the comfort zone. And anytime that we agree to step outside ourselves and do something uncomfortable, in particular, something that is good, something that is yeah. making an impact in the world, there will be adversity that happens. Yeah. So that's kind of a funny, um, like indicator, I guess, of like, are we, are we doing, you know, as the, is what we're doing important? I guess a way that you can measure that is, is there adversity? Then it probably is important. Right. So that's a, a good, like, sometimes it's good to remind yourself that, experiencing adversity doesn't mean that it's wrong or that you shouldn't do it or that you should give up. It actually probably means the exact lean opposite. Lean into it. Yep, lean into it. So we are very much faith-based individuals. We believe in God. We believe that there is a higher power, that there is an all-knowing, all-loving Heavenly Father that cares for us, that we're His children, and that we ultimately can do His work. And that's a large part of our responsibility here on earth is to be able to be tools in the tool belt, as I like to say it, for for our Heavenly Father and trying to help Him do His work here on the earth. And equally, we believe that there's also uh, an opposite to that, that there's an adversary, that any time that we are trying to do good work, that is going to help other people, that there is going to be opposition in that, that comes from a real force that is the adversary. And I have seen and experienced as in my life, and I've witnessed in other circumstances, even just as a witness, that the greater the impact, the more 
powerful or the, the powerful the impact, I would say, the greater the adversity that's going to happen. And so if you think of what adoption actually represents, adoption represents taking a child, okay, the most precious thing among us, the innocent among us, a child, and being able to remove them from a trajectory of, we know the statistics, if a child is not adopted, and a child goes and ages out in the system, then the likelihood of them um, engaging in uh, being homeless, in trafficking, sex trafficking, in being able to even die at a very, very young age, and just the trajectory of that child's life is horrible. And we know as well that those children are typically ones that grow up to be adults that have children that the cycle continues and that there is a desire from an adversary that wants that to continue in this world of being able to have these children grow up to be adults, to have more children that goes into this poverty cycle and this cycle of trafficking and drugs and homelessness and everything else that we don't want to have happen. But there's a great anecdote that exists that is able to remove that child from that cycle and allow that child to be in an environment where ultimately they can grow up and achieve their ultimate divine potential. As I always like to say, for them to become who they're supposed to become and sing the song that they're meant to sing. And that anecdote is for that child to be adopted by a family and to grow up in a home where there is love and there is kindness, and those children are the ones that rise up and, and ultimately achieve what they're supposed to achieve. And so this is a very, very powerful decision that's happening and a crossroads that is happening in this person's life that is not just impacting that one child, it's impacting generations. Because if that child is then able to be removed from this trajectory of homelessness and drugs and sex trafficking and be placed into a place where they are loved and they are cared for and they rise up and become who they're supposed to become, guess what? They are going to become just like their parents and marry somebody that is going to also want that and have children that they're going to be able to grow and raise in a similar environment. And it's a generational thing. It's ultimately, in my opinion, uh, an anecdote, a, a, a problem solver, a solution to much of society's issues as a whole is having children be raised in loving families. So that's what adoption is. That's what Rod's Heroes does. That's what we're attempting to do right now with these four children. And <laughs> you think there's a lot at stake right here. So of course we're going to experience adversity. Yes, that is true. And I think it's just a testament to the fact that the family is the most basic and fundamental unit of society. Um, we, you know, we've been told sacred. that we've seen that we know that a nation is only as strong as the families in that nation. And so I, that's why we feel so passionate about this work and so passionate about not only adoption, but about just creating strong families, whether it's through adoption or not. Adoption can obviously be a big part of that, but even even without the factor of adoption, like it is vitally important that for society to thrive and be able to be a healthy, successful society, like there there has to be healthy, successful family units. It, it all exist. starts right there, hundred percent. So despite knowing this, despite having experienced this before with Cooper's adoption with our girl's adoption, 
when we're in the With throes the of it, adoption. <laughs> when we're in the throes of it right now, you'd think that we'd be able to say and look at each other and say, hey, we're so upset at each other and we're having these challenges right now because we're trying to do something good. Like, let's come together and let's, let's unite. And you'd think you would do that, but easier said than done. True. But I do feel like we're making progress. I feel like <laughs> we are we're making progress. So that's, that's the important thing, right? We're definitely <laughs> have a long way to go. We're not perfect at it, but it is, it is fun, um, to have these experiences multiple times because like Brady mentioned, you know, like the first time with our first adoption, you know, it's all new experience and kind of that, that adversity. We are like, where, where is this coming from? And the second I mean, time everything. with Willow and Livy, you know, we were a little more aware of it and we were like, oh yeah, like we remember experiencing this with Cooper and like, we know what we need to do to like keep moving forward and work through it. And this third time it's like almost a little bit laughable sometimes I think it because is. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is really annoying me and I probably know why right now. Well, and, and, um, I would say that it's the intensity level is higher than anything we've ever, maybe it's because we're adopting four. I don't know. We're getting a four X option on this, <laughs> but it, it is uh, very real on that. And, um, even to the extent where, you know, I, I have never, um, like I've never, um, I would say I've, I don't know for a fact, but I, I don't believe I've ever really experienced anything in relation to depression or anxiety or anything of that nature um, to a extreme, you know, before. But I got to tell you, like the last couple months, I mean, it's real. Like I can just feel like that pressure in my chest and like that anxiety level there. And, and I can, I can recognize that. And I also have, have been able to recognize and see ways to be able to invite just that love and that spirit into my life that relieves that, that takes that away. But it's a constant battle. It's a constant, uh, it's a constant force to try and, um, to work through that. And I know where I turn to and I know how to be able to overcome that, but it's real. Like it's something that's very real that, that has existed that really quite frankly, hasn't existed before. So that's a new thing. Yeah. So as you were talking about that, what it reminds me of is, um, this analogy with, um, there's this YouTube video, which we'll have to add the link to the show notes or something so people can look at this, but it's done with this salt is placed on mm. this vibration and the greater the vibration and the salt, the like frequency. the harder, the frequency of the vibration, like the salt moves and it creates these beautiful intricate patterns as the frequency is increased. And I would say that's kind of like what we are experiencing well, in a way. One, one important thing on that is when the frequency is stable, it's not changed, mm -hmm. it creates a pattern and, it's, and it holds. Mm -hmm. But when the frequency goes up, mm -hmm. it goes into complete chaos. Like it's not There's like- There's a it, moment of chaos before a new pattern that's emerges. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the old pattern just becomes a new pattern. Like, oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like all of the salt goes into chaos mm -hmm. and, and it is in a state of chaos. And then it comes together again in that new frequency and to create an even more beautiful and elaborate pattern. Yes. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. And so it's, it's a very neat, um, it's just like a very cool visual 
to see that happen and to be able to apply that to life and to be like, okay, this is what is happening in our lives. Um, you know, we're getting like more responsibilities, more placed on your plate. And so it's sometimes it feels like a little bit harder to find the balance, but you still are able to find, you know, there's moments of chaos, but then you find this balance and there's just like this whole new beautiful like level or pattern that you haven't seen in your life before. And I would say that we're experiencing that right now too. Yes. And we are probably some days feel like a lot in the chaos state, right? Where it's like, we can like see the vision of these children coming into our home and we're working on that and hoping for that. But in the meantime, it's just like, we haven't created that new pattern quite yet, you know? And so it's, yeah, we're I, in a little I, bit of the chaos. I pattern. see glimpses of that, mm-hmm. you know, I sense yeah, there it. There definitely are I, moments of it. I would say that, um, just the word that I think best describes what um, at least what I'm feeling right now, I feel like as a family we're experiencing this, but I know I'm experiencing this. The word that really comes to mind is that of consecration. And consecration is, is it's actually something I've been studying a lot, and it's this idea of taking something and making it sacred and dedicating it to a purpose or a cause outside of yourself. Um, there's a difference between, say, ownership versus stewardship and stewardship would be another word of consecration so ownership really has no accountability if i own something it's mine i do with it what i see fit and i'm kind of the master of that and i do what i want to do with that if i'm a steward of something then i am not the owner of that in fact i am accountable to somebody or something as a result as a as it relates to what i'm doing with that particular item and in this sense, I look at my 20s and even my 30s, I look at professional endeavors, I look at different things that, that you know, outdoor, hunting, fishing, just things that I would say I was an owner of. It was kind of my thing to do. And as I've, I've consecrated and tried to consecrate my life more towards what God wants it to be, it gets really uncomfortable, but in a special way, it also becomes much easier because I look at our time, I look at everything that we've been entrusted, and when I can sometimes get to that place where I know that all of this comes from a loving God, and that it is His, it's not mine, I'm just simply a temporary steward of those, and I just need to seek His counsel to be able to do what He wants me to do with those things, in a very special way, it makes it easier. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and it's a, it's like a a special thing to get to that point, you know, where you can like see that clearly and remember that and it takes effort and work to be able to continually have that, (laughs) that paradigm, you know, to be able to have that perspective. Yeah. It's it's not the natural man way. (laughs) No. And there's some, some days, you know, you get to the end of the day and it's like, and now I'm going to sit in this chair and watch the Braves game and not think of anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we do. (laughs) That's true. Yep. It's, yeah, it's definitely a unique thing to be able to just create balance with that because with, with greater good comes greater adversity. Um, you know, and that's one thing that Brady will laugh, but like one word that has always been like super important to me is balance. And in Mm -hmm. fact, we have a funny story about it because the first time when Brady was training for, when he started training for triathlons, wasn't this one? Do you remember this story where I had a bracelet, like an identification bracelet made for Brady? <laughs> Do you remember this now? Yeah, it was one of those that, you know, 
you wear when you're out on your 100-mile all-day into-the-night training episode to train for an Ironman, and so you have this identification bracelet on that if you're found in the ditch unconscious, they know who you are and who you're supposed to call, and you can put a special message. Other than just your name and contact info, you can inscribe whatever it is that you want on there. And so Andrea made one for me, and... um I remember what she put very clearly. What did I put? You put balance. Yeah. And I was so... He was mad. Mad about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I balance is like a special word to me because like I just love that, you know, when things like, when things feel like not right, like I love being able to say like, well, what's out of balance? Like what do we need to do to like bring everything back? Because balance for me is like homeostasis, right? It's like where you mm-hmm. feel good and you feel peace and you feel comfort. It's like home, right? And we we all like as human beings, we love to be in homeostasis. So when things feel out of balance, like I love to just like analyze, okay, like what do we need to do to like bring things back into balance? And so for me, it's been like a cool special word. And so when Brady was training for these triathlons and was getting like really into it and I was making him this bracelet, you know, that says his, his information and his allergies. And then I could put an inspirational (laughs) message on it. My inspirational <laughs> inspirational message to him was, was balance. balance. And I remember when I gave it to him, he's like, what? He was like so Is this offended. like a permanent guilt trip that you want me to wear around on how out of balance my life is right now for how much I'm training? Yeah, it was just a funny thing. And that's not what I had intended, but that was the way it came across. And so anyway, that's just a funny story. But I do love the word balance, back to that word, because I feel like... Um, you know, these experiences of adoption or whatever you might be experiencing in your life right now. It doesn't have to be adoption. Like there's a thousand different things that get us out of our our comfort zones, but whatever it is, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, right? When we feel out of balance, it's just an opportunity for us to say, okay, like what do we need to gain that, that feeling of just having balance in our lives? And, and I feel like that's just like, that's growth, right? Like we, we become greater, a greater at, at balancing. And there's another, um, quote, I wish I could think of it right now, but I'm kind of brain dead right now, but there's, there's a quote about, or a story about, um, somebody that was like really good at, at karate or something. And he was like a master teacher or whatever. And his student was asking him, you know, like how he's so good at it. But he just like, he, he responded by saying, you know, like I notice faster when I'm off balance and I correct it faster. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm like so good at this. Yeah. The image that comes to my mind just in talking about balance. And I, Andrea is always a couple steps ahead of me and maybe that understanding and maturity level because balance was offensive to me. But in truth, like, Balance was how I would become the best triathlete that I could possibly become. It's not going extreme one way or the other, but the image that comes to my mind is you think of that perfect um, balance between grace or mercy and justice and the role that Christ plays in the middle. And so you imagine Christ on the cross, perfectly balanced one side, or if he is too heavy on one side in the grace or mercy side or too heavy on the other side, in the justice side that it creates an imbalance, but Jesus Christ, the atonement, is the perfect balance. It's that perfect center line of what we're trying to strive for, and it's a matter of not running too hard, uh, running faster than you have strength. Uh, That's definitely something we want to avoid. Guilty as charged, 
And uh, conversely, it's also being a tremendous steward of the time, talents, and resources that we've been entrusted and not being lazy in those and being a great steward of those. And so there's that perfect balance, that perfect mercy that's right there in the middle, I would say, which we have a perfect example of who that is and how to do that. We do. So yeah, glad glad we have that because it's easy to forget about that. And yeah, it's really, it's kind of awesome being like a dual being, right? Like to have a body and a spirit and to always be trying to like balance those two and a lot of, a lot of learning in that. So, yeah, yeah the, um, the interesting thing with, um, what's transpiring in particular this summer is, as as crazy as it sounds, um, it's amazing the amount of adversity that we're experiencing with Rod's Heroes. And not internally, I'd say internally, we're as strong as we've ever been, but this is actually um, stuff that is coming externally, which is crazy. And it comes in the form of us wanting to be able to help and do more and just continuously experiencing roadblocks and stuff that just seems so logical and so obvious, you know, in a, it would seem in a logical way of being able to, here's these children we can help these children. We've proven that we can help these children. We can get that kid right here, an in, in example, right here in our own state. We can get that child a family right now. Yet there's so much adversity that is uh, we're experiencing that is preventing us from being able to do anything to help that child or those children, again, right here in our own state. And so it's it's crazy. It's hard. But I recognize like everybody has free agency. We all um, are in this, you know, just doing the best with the the hand that we're dealt. And so it doesn't yeah. make it so I'm not frustrated, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I guess I think there's a lot of, a lot of endurance involved, right? Because it's life and in life, like that's just part of it is that, you know, you have to learn to just keep going and not give up and just mm-hmm. continue to move forward. Even when there are roadblocks, like you just have to keep going and find ways around them and find new, new paths. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, um, it seems so, um, counterintuitive when you're talking about the work of advocating for children that are familyless, that don't have a family, that it would seem like that would be the one thing that society can agree on that all political fashion, all races, creeds, etc., could agree on in that this child that is currently without a mother and father without a family that is in need of that, that we should do everything that we can to make it so that that child is with a family. It would seem like we could all unite on that, but ironically enough, it's not how that works. Yeah. It's actually harder than politics. We can't agree on politics, can't agree on religion. There's a lot of things that we don't, don't agree on because there's just a lot of, a lot of opinions, but in the end of the day, like you would think that that would be one that we could, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm still optimistic that I think we can find a way. I hope Always so. a way. There's always, always, always a way to find a, a happy medium to be able to get to do the work and move the work forward. So we're not giving up anytime soon. Yeah. So is there anything else specific that you would like to talk about on this vulnerable episode while I'm being well, vulnerable? Well, you're being vulnerable. I, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Um, you're doing a wonderful job. Any questions you have? Thank you. Well, yeah, but... I don't know if I want to ask him here on live, live air. <laughs> live podcast. <laughs> I would just say that um, thank you for being patient with me and thank you for your unconditional support and encouragement. And um, 
thank you for giving me a swift kick in the pants when I need it. And uh, <laughs> also thank you for letting me also be open and communicative uh, even when you don't want to communicate. You are welcome. I'm, I'm trying, and I appreciate your patience too. Yep, yep, very good. But at the end of the day, we have our North Star, us and our family, Rod's heroes, our work, we have our North Star. We know our why, and that is not changing. And sometimes when things get turbulent or rocky, we can always just focus on that North Star, and it is a very uniting thing. It seems to work. That's the part that from the moment that I um, met Andrea, I just knew that our North Stars were the same, and that's why I was so persistent in uh, wanting to be able to, to marry her. And, um, and thankfully she, uh, she agreed to that despite some of the adversity we experienced through that as well. But, yeah, uh, it seems to be a common, common thread through yep. things. Huh? Yeah. If I just would let off the <laughs> throttle just a little bit, like not even a little bit, but a lot of it, it would just make things a lot easier. I don't know. But that's part of, I think what makes me who I am is that's one thing I love about Brady is he's going to be full throttle. And so you just got to get him in the direction he's got to go and he'll go full throttle. Just so it is awesome. It, keep it out of the ditches. That's the key. <laughs> That's awesome. Just between the white lines. Yep. Very good. Thank you. And uh, appreciate, okay. appreciate you tuning in. See you guys next time.